63-year-old Professor Ahmed Bawa began his life in Greytown, north of Durban. As a young boy, Bawa worked hard with a vision to excel, despite the many challenges which existed for people of colour during the apartheid era. I grew up in Seven Oaks, which is like a little farming centre in the Midlands, very close to Greytown. It's about 18 kilometres from Greytown. That's where I spent uh, all of my childhood until the age of 17 when I went to university. For the first four years of my schooling, I lived with my grandmother in Greytown. And it was only when my brother began going to school that my dad arranged for us to to travel every day uh, from Greytown to Seven Oaks. That also, of course, had a, a very important kind of influence on my life because, you know, I had a very direct experience of what it was to grow up in an extended family with cousins and uncles and aunts and so on, all living in the same kind of household, if you like. Bawa recalls being brought up under tough conditions with limited resources as well as restricted academic help due to his family's financial position at the time. He says a united family is priceless and attributes his success now to their contribution and efforts to have planted the physicist's interest in his mind. Always kind of seemed to do quite well academically. Always did well at school and at the end of the trick, I, completely unknown to me, you know, I was kind of placed first in South Africa. In fact, I had no idea there was such a ranking. And uh, I was placed first in South Africa amongst Indian South Africans. That was in 1972. The struggle included being exposed to educators in a rural setting which was often forgotten by the government at the time. Bauer says although the standard of education was unsatisfactory, there were not many options available for non-white South Africans. He says self-motivation and education plays a major role in attaining high results. At Greater High School, you know, the challenges of being in a kind of rural school, if you like, right? so many of the teachers were sort of underqualified. In fact, I, as I recall, I think there were just two teachers who had a degree. The others, some of them might have had diplomas. And in fact, some of them had no qualification at all. I mean, I began teaching directly after school, if you like. But having said that, you know, the one thing that was uh, so important for me, at least, was just the enormous kind of passion of the teachers, the enormous education and so on. In fact, at one point, while I was going through standard 9 and 10, grades 11 and 12, my deep kind of desire was to be a teacher because, you know, I, I thought I could do what these teachers do. You know, I knew that I had a kind of, an, I had an inkling that I wanted to study physics, but physics wasn't taught at my school. We just didn't have the facilities for it. Having held on that vision, 30 years later, Ahmed Bauer holds a PhD in theoretical physics from the University of Durham. He is well known across the world for contributing immensely to the tertiary education profession while having diverse experience as a leader and manager in the university sector. His experience spanned a time where he was exposed to a complex socio-political context in South Africa characterized by tremendous change, transformation and uncertainty. Professor Bauer says this has made it both challenging and exciting, emphasizing that his role remains the same throughout the higher education roles he played in society. At this point in time, you know, I think that my role now is mainly to try and understand how to build a proper functioning, sustainable higher education system. You know, I think it's completely fundamental to our democracy. Without it, you know, I think that our society would simply kind of grind to a halt. If one imagines, you know, just the kinds of human resources and knowledge production and so on that a democracy like ours requires. 
Professor Bawa is currently the Chief Executive Officer of the Universities of South Africa. His previous positions include terms as Deputy Vice-Chancellor, Research Knowledge Production and Partnerships at the University of KwaZulu-Natal. By virtue of his Vice-Chancellorship, he was a member of the Board of Directors of the former Higher Education South Africa and the Vice-Chancellor of the Durban University of Technology. Now, with this untarnished exemplary record, Bauer points to little changes that mainly contribute towards the success of tertiary students. Well, I think it, it requires multiple inputs. I mean, it requires families to take a direct interest in the education of their children and to be actively involved in it. It requires young people to kind of understand that this is a wonderful opportunity, the opportunity of being at a university, and that you know, it's something that they have to kind of take on and manage and succeed in. And thirdly, of course, it's about the universities, you know, saying, how do we organize the universities? How do we, what kind of architecture, not physical architecture, but intellectual architecture and so on, do we kind of construct at our universities to make this a viable opportunity for our young people? Professor Bauer's interest in physics is an enduring one. His expertise lie mainly in the areas of elementary particle physics, the various unifying theories, and in the area of quantum mechanics. He's had extensive research output in physics with his strong multi-focus backing. Bauer encourages government to take a firmer stance on the future of a collapsing education system. You know, I think there are several things that our government can do. I mean, the one is to try and ensure that we have a very successful TBT sector, you know, kind of because that's absolutely critical, not just for young people and their aspirations, but also for the economy and also for the future security of the universities because we, we have to have the opportunities for young people to choose to go to other kinds of institutions, not necessarily go to universities only. So that's the one big challenge. And I think that it's not just a governmental challenge. I think it's a challenge for the whole system, in fact, and for society more generally. I questioned him about his prediction into the future and high-demand careers that the world would need from its inhabitants. You know, I think that we need expertise in all areas. You know. I know that there's a strong emphasis on science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. So, and that's correct, because, I mean, those subjects are... Uh, we really do need uh, high-level engineers, high-level scientists and mathematicians. But that's certainly not the only kind of human resource we need. I mean, we really do need really effective and efficient and ethical accountants. Uh, we need medical doctors. We need social scientists of all kinds. It would be next year that Bauer hangs up his hat and retires from the tertiary sector before concentrating on where it all started and what's most important in the journey of life. What I would love to do, you know, before completely stopping work is to go back to physics. I, you know, that would be the one thing I would like to do. I would like to end up kind of really going back to physics and trying to kind of do some of the research projects that I think I would still like to work on. And more importantly, really just spend time with my family. We have two grandchildren now, so I'll spend more time with them and to kind of be in their lives, if you like.